Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of the Extra Lives Matter podcast. My name is Lawless Les. Uh, I am famed, haha, <laughs> in inverted commas, uh, for being the Brit who speaks his mind, even if it's going to get him in trouble. Uh, joining me, I have Lord Dark Theory and Nerdy Bernie. Gentlemen, do you want to introduce yourselves? No. <laughs> introduce yourselves anyway. I can't carry this podcast on my own. Hi. Too bad. <laughs> no, uh, I'm Nerdy Bernie. Uh, I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Nerdy Bernie. Uh, my wife's kind of taken over my channel lately, but I am going to be back on there. Um, Allegedly. And yeah, I stream games. Okay, that was easy enough. I'm LDT, Lord underscore Dark Theory, formerly on Mixer, now on Twitch. We'll talk about that on next stream. Uh, I'm the one that's a little more comical, not nearly as saucy as Lawless, but definitely not as uh, serial as uh, my buddy Nerdy over here. So you'll see me kind of being the little clown in the background, I'm sure. So, I mean, like, um, the reason we put the podcast together, um, these two guys were um, running with me way back with the Lawless Ledge project. Um, I got an invitation from Lord Dark Theory, so I want to thank him for making this, like, something that could happen. Just uh, inviting me to a server. We ended up doing um, just a live stream for the PlayStation event where I was uh, just sitting in on the live stream and, and chatting shit. And we had so much fun just uh, just commenting on the, the good, the bad, and the ugly in the PlayStation reveal trailer. Um, you guys did. Shoot. Yeah, well, like, you know, <laughs> base tech support is, uh, is on strike. Um, I've quit everything. I'm not even working at the moment. We decided, and someone said in the chat, we should do a podcast because we just had such a laugh doing it. And then The Last of Us 2 happened. Oh my god, guys. The Last of Us Part 2. Where do we fucking start with all of the things that are wrong with this game? Where do we start with all of the things, like, not that are wrong, but could be made fun of? Those of you who are um, sort of able to see the visual side of things, if you aren't, just, like, Google the uh, Last of Us 2 V GIFs. Like, there's been some spectacular artwork depicting... Um, some of the finer moments of, uh, of gameplay. Um, there have been all kinds of allegations and, and, and other things. We've actually got so much that we could do like several hours worth of content. But the idea of this podcast really is to, uh, to give you guys like half an hour to uh, 45 minutes that uh, you can stick on in the background while you're, uh, while you're doing your dishes or uh, while you're uh, driving to work or whatever. So uh, we're going to cut it down to, uh, to some of our uh, favorite points. So, I tell you what, rather than me uh, hog all the spotlight, why don't I chuck this over to Lord Dark Theory? What do you in particular want to talk about with this beautiful little nightmare that we've got ourselves in our hands? Oh my god. Uh, okay, I'm going to start off with just one thing. A lot of this stuff that we're going to discuss, I'll take the myth on in real life. <laughs> it, might get a little, it might get a little touchy, so if a personal subject does come in, I apologize, but let's, this game, let's 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 be real, is set up and designed to be discussed like this. So uh, the first thing I would want to talk about, good God, I don't know. I guess I'd start off that I was kind of the project in it. Lawless realized and found out I bought the game thinking, oh yeah, dude, the first one was awesome. I avoided all the hype. Like I did everything I could, everything I could, people, to not find out what was going on. All right. I had no clue. No clue. I was I was so into this. You can ask Lawless. Lawless was just trolling me the entire time. I, I warned him. Dirty rotten Brit. 
Anyways, I'm like, no, man, I'm not going to do it, man. The first one was fantastic. <laughs> and then I started playing the game. Uh, someone else want to talk? <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, again, I say this, you had one job. One of the ideas of this uh, particular episode is we'd have me, someone who hasn't played The Last of Us Part 1 and really doesn't give a shit because I don't like zombie survival games. Literally shoot me, I don't care. Nerdy Bernie, I think, didn't you play the first one? Burns is asleep on the podcast in the first two minutes. This is brilliant for the first episode. But we're going to assume that Bernie is actually listening and actually did play the first Last of Us. So he's got a little bit of an investment in the series. And then Lord Dark Theories was supposed to be our uh, our resident expert who had actually finished the game. But how did that go for you, Lord Dark Theories? So how did that go? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I decided, hey, you know what? The first one I played, I literally beat the first one in normal. I swear to God, I, it was a walk in the park, guys. I'm, you know, it was easy. I enjoyed it, though. You know, it was a lot of fun. Had a good plot. I love Joel. Love Joel. And thought it was a great, great game. And I just start, I just played it, literally, about a month before this thing came out. Like, I, they came out free for PlayStation 4. I'm like, oh, cool. I finally get to try it. And I had a blast, dude. Had a blast. <sighs> and then... I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do this for the stream. I'm gonna go ahead and lower the settings down on the on the mode a little easy because I didn't want to get ragey because you know I can get ragey and I'm trying to be kid friendly on my stream, at least for the stream, not this. <laughs> and then it started. First up, they don't give you any guns. What? I'll tell you right now, the the difficulty in my opinion is all over the place. It was it was like super easy in spots, and then just like literally, you're gonna die until you figure out a way to sneak around these things. Kind of annoying. So I'm gonna start with that. Yeah, that was kind of annoying. So at the very end of my stream for the game, I got into a spot where they had these guy. What are the, I don't know gassers. I don't know what they're called. The big giant blow up things. I couldn't stand them. Got surrounded in this room. I was trying to get away, man. I swear to God. Actually, I couldn't get away. I had to shoot him because they cornered, like, the spawn point cornered me in the room. So I literally had to kill these mofos, like, 20 times until I just finally said, F this game. Literally, right in the middle of my stream, I uninstalled it. You literally reverted to Fortnite in the middle of the stream. You need to hang your head in shame. We won't be able to see it because, of course, this is a podcast. But just hang your head in shame. You went from The Last of Us 2 to Fortnite. But you know what? In solidarity, oh, I think you made the right choice. You made the right decision. Yeah, the game yeah, the game's horrible. Like about pecs. You know, all about pecs and the survival of how pecs could do anything. I call her pecs. There's so many names for, for, uh, for Abby in that game. I think, like, every... Um, Every single creator who's contacted it, which is everybody, we know that we're late to the party, we just don't care. Everyone's come up with their own name for her, like different variations of muscles and uh, biceps and steroids and, and stuff like that. I mean, I, I, it wasn't one of the mental points that we had. I feel so dumb, I muted my mic. <laughs> Man, there we go, we realised, like, I, I was going to criticise you off the air and say, like, if you literally fell asleep on the first podcast episode, I don't know if we can work with you, but... Uh, yeah, this is a pilot. This is a guy, this is a guy about me being tech, not technical enough to be on a stream. May I mind you? Ripped, nerdy. I'm here making comments, and you guys are just talking over, and I was like, what the hell, guys? <laughs> and then I realized my mic was muted. <laughs> oh, 
Right, so well, now that you're yeah. actually back, now that we can hear you, was there anything in particular you want to cut back to? Did you play The Last of Us Part 1? I thought you did. I'm pretty sure you I did. I did play The Last of Us Part 1. I refused to buy this one. Just for good reason. Like, I saw the leaks. I didn't like see the leaks, but I heard the leaks, and I was like, uh, yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad I did. I mean, I've seen, I've seen reviews since. So many reviewers, I feel like, were paid off. I don't know how much they... Uh, I don't know how much they got paid to say the game was a masterpiece because it was definitely not. Uh, well, apparently, apparently it wasn't that much. Apparently, the uh, the payoff was that they got a free copy of the game, and that's it. However, it, it's a known thing in the gaming industry, and this has been a thing for a while, um, and ties into like a greater part of the the gaming industry as a problem. If you give a game an unfavorable review, there is nothing to stop reviewers from not giving you a review copy for their next title. So you either give it like a fair to like highly praised review, or you just don't get the next copy. Now imagine like if IGN doesn't get a copy of The Last of Us Part 3 or Uncharted Part 5 or whatever, like you're going to go to Kotaku, you're going to go to Polygon, you're going to go to, you know, whatever other provider and you know that it's gonna really hurt their business so to an extent the developers the sorry not the developers so much it's not the developers fault the publishers have really got games media by the balls but that been doesn't mean sorry said block you have officially been banned from twitch oh have i well i mean that's basically nice. what you would have done right fair well, we, just, we just continue as if nothing's happened. Doesn't matter to me. At all. Keep going. I think you're blatant because I still have your stream up. Dude, it was a joke. You guys totally missed it. Holy crap. <laughs> I thought you meant that I'd been banned from Twitch because this was something we said would happen. Oh, it would help if your mic didn't cut out mid-sentence. <laughs> oh, no, guys, let's keep it to the topic because we want to keep this. We want to go for as many topics as... Uh, as... Topic, you guys missed it. Never mind. All right, all right, all right. Go on. Go. Oh, Americans in charge of humor. I'm going to get shit for that off the air. Anyway, so yeah, no, there is sort of like, without it being anything official, these guys do kind of have to toe the line, so I've got a little bit of sympathy. However, the amount of semen goggling that's been going on for this game, like, it's been compared to fucking Citizen Kane. This game has, like, been called the Citizen Kane of video games. They're saying that, like, fucking. This game is the, the game that shows the games have grown up. And I mean, like, I'm parroting Jim Sterling on this one, where he turns around and said, well, they said exactly the same thing for Heavy Rain, and look at how well that aged these days. But given the awkwardness of the uh, the Abbey trans sex scene, which we're going to talk about in a little bit more detail in a little while, because I've got a unique perspective on that one, which I haven't heard anyone talk about before. The awkwardness of that scene, there is a movie that The Last of Us 2 reminds me of, for that awkwardness alone, it's not Citizen Kane. It's the room. Oh. Neil Druckmann, you managed to come up with a poorly written, poorly dialogued, poorly executed, poorly paced game with a really awkward sex scene. You're kind of not like the um, the Orwell of your era. You're kind of the Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> so are we gonna see a the disaster artist game but it's about the last of us too i don't know because calling him an artist is too much credit let's be fair oh i'm here for one simple reason i think that it's fun to clown on this guy 
uh, I want to clown on this guy, and that's the bit that's fun for me. And this is about like breaking down the barriers of like content creation and all of the bullshit for uh, for Twitch and all of that. Just talking about shit that interests us and uh, the bits that we find funny. Let's move on. Like Burns, I'm going to pick on you again because, like, you know, you fucked it up to begin with. How about you uh, suggest a talking point for uh, for one of the many areas that we can critique in this game? All right, uh, I wanted to talk about how bad in general the story was. Like they wanted to go for a shock value rather than good storytelling. You know, things just that just didn't make sense within the world or because of the character, and they're like. Oh, shocking. So-and-so didn't die. You expected them to die. And as part of that, the whole like deus ex machina that happened over and over and over again in the game. You can do deus ex machina in video games pretty well, especially if you're not going for something that's super serial, super gritty, 900% of the time. But yeah, I agree. It was kind of poorly executed. And this whole sort of, like, it's supposed to be a message, you know, revenge, the cycle of revenge is bad, you've got to break it, but the point is sort of... was a really poor taste in, uh, yeah, it was bad. I mean, it's already been done better in the same medium. That's the thing. Like, it's not like, oh, well, this revenge is bad type of message hasn't been done before in video games. It's like, no. This has been done so many times in video games and so much better. I mean, there wasn't even uh, there wasn't even revenge. Yeah. If you want to, to be fair, um, I think like to culminate with the the ending that we got, and I really don't care if this is spoiling the ending for you, because like you know, at the end of the day, I see it as a public service that I'm saving you some money, and maybe you can trade it in before like your uh, your take backsies clause I'll in America is expired. Read before I bought that freaking game. At the end of the game, there is a fight between Ellie and Abby, which takes fucking five to ten minutes of just, like, two girls hitting each other. One of them is actually She-Hulk. And I kid you not, this is an honest-to-God true story, right? I was watching the ending on my phone downstairs in the living room. My brother comes downstairs, stands in the doorway for a second, and says to me, Are you watching porn? And I'm like, What? And he says that grunting and like literally the last five minutes of that game is two girls punching each other and a bunch of female grunting. And my brother, honest to God, thought I was watching porn in the living room. I'm not joking. This 100% (laughs) happened. I swear on me, mum. At the end of that, like during this fight, Abby bites two of her fingers off, I think it was. And Ellie's sort of like about to drown her underwater. And you get the flashbacks where you see all of the people that she's killed. She killed that guy. You liked that guy. She killed that pregnant woman. You liked that pregnant woman. She killed that dog. You liked that dog. And most importantly, she killed Joel. And then she goes, yeah, get out of here. Because revenge is bad, guys. And you know what? The probably hundreds, hundreds of, uh, of people that Ellie kills, including other pregnant people for just raw shock value, along the way to get to the point where she could just go, you know what, get out of there. None of those matter because the cycle of revenge is bad, guys. Yeah, Give that man a fucking Emmy. Yeah, playing off of that, like the whole manipulation in the storytelling where they try to manipulate you into 
disliking your old characters like Ellie. They make you dislike playing her because they, you know, they give Abby the best items, the best guns. They make Ellie this psychopathic killer throughout the thing. And it's One like, okay, you want to turn her into a psychopathic killer, but then you have her betray even that at the end of the game. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. And again, you know, better games have uh, have existed that have done the revenge uh, message and have done gritty gameplay better. I mean, like the obvious one, and many people have already said it, Spec Ops The Line. Yep. It's a game that actually made you feel guilty about your actions, actually had a deep guttural reaction from a lot of people who played it while they were playing it. That's a hype that The Last of Us 2... Okay, there's a few people on Twitter who uh, do support it. I'm not going to say it hasn't had any support at all. And it's not just the LGBT or anything like that who, who are jumping on it. There are some people who, who genuinely did think that it was, it was hard-hitting, although they sort of say that they weren't having fun playing it. And in my opinion, that completely, completely misses the point of a AAA video game. You know, you yeah. said one thing about the, you know, one thing I would say about the gameplay kind of going a little bit off topic you kind of hit it is that the last of us one versus the last of us two the last of us one actually had puzzles and stuff to solve where i felt like the last of us two just literally fed your story the entire time yeah and there was some choice in last of us one there wasn't a yeah, lot but there was options. some exactly i thought there, they were were, run there was options and they literally they, kind of, they kind of no. force you in the last of us two they kind of force you into one play style for a certain sequence and but in the last of us one if you wanted to charge in there with your guns blazing you could if you wanted to sneak you could if you wanted to go yep. melee only you could but the last of us two is like no you have to play it like this exactly i totally agree with that yeah it was almost like it's a visual novel with a few few like gameplay moments i had an interesting take where some guy said that he enjoyed the stealth gameplay and uh, he enjoyed the difficulty but he's a bit of a masochistic gamer i'd say yeah you must be a bit of a masochistic gamer to be honest because looking at it you know i was i was watching the dark fairy streams until they ended allegedly although i must admit my attention was wandering it didn't look like the gameplay loop was that much fun it didn't look like it was that detailed and to be honest even if the story was was actually well actually if the story is possible i will play a, a game that is story heavy with not a great deal of gameplay but it's still not the kind of thing that i probably would have put money down if it wasn't you know, uh, a message piece. I would say Beyond Good and Evil outdid that, and that was years ago made, let's just say, as far as stealth mode is concerned in the game. The only thing I would say that I did appreciate is about the stealth is that if you're hiding behind something they actually didn't see you, that was good. But they just, they made it so unplayable. It wasn't enjoyable. I didn't enjoy it. It, it was, the stealth gameplay from what I saw was uh, enjoyable for the first 10 minutes tops and then all of a sudden you're just like i've done this before why am i playing the same sequence over again and if you want stealth gameplay you play metal gear solid 5 uh, and recently also i found that i'm having a lot of fun with stealth another game which does like the diversity message a lot more delicately and a lot lot better uh, horizon zero dawn is very fucking progressive as far as i'm concerned but you know what i love horizon zero dawn despite it's the fact that it, it, it portrays men sometimes as being idiots and, and portrays uh, a lawyers like this feminine hero that talks down to a lot of people. You like her because she has a reason to be like that and because she's actually fucking worked for what she has. And the MacGuffin that she has isn't the MacGuffin that makes her super powerful and strong and stuff like that. It just makes her like 
able to interact with things. Like, her strength and her abilities are things that she's worked for. Do that, Naughty Dog. Don't just give us, like, She-Hulk and, you know, she's instantly the stronger character, etc., etc. Let's give us a reason that this character has struggled to get to be powerful. Something I've always kind of agreed with when it comes to things, too. When it comes to, like, the LGBTQ community, I've always thought a game that starts off originally as a product like that I can appreciate more than one that changes from one concept to another and then throws me for a loop and diversifies it just because of shock. Or or that or that builds builds to that. Like a lot of people, myself included, were saying that there was nothing that built Ellie up as a lesbian, either from the first game or the second game. Like in the second game, they just kind of tell you she's a lesbian deal with it uh, yeah. i think it was i think it was actually explored in the the dlc oh um, the dlc yeah there was something in the dlc I heard, that I, about it. I didn't watch that but i did hear about something about the dlc about it too you are right about yeah. that i mean i don't go too much into like the diversity politics and lgbt because i kind of want us to be up like for more than one podcast my stance, by the way, um, I have had a trans co-host. Very proud of that fact. My best friend is gay. I am so pro-LGBT, you don't even fucking know. The argument is about sort of changing existing media rather than this being a thing that shouldn't be represented. But should we get to the spiciest part of this? If we're talking about the LGBT, should we talk about the scene? The one that uh, yeah. I've, I've shown you the gift yeah, for? Yeah, I think it's time. Okay, uh, so this is something, this is a unique take on this. So... There's a sex scene in The Last of Us 2 that is quite graphic. If you're watching this live, and this is the only time it will be available live, the gif that has been lovingly recreated by V playing out is pretty much the gist of what happens. But it's this this female-to-male trans character and, and a male character, you know, getting pretty intimate in a pretty graphic way. There have been several takes on this. In fact, one of the tactics of people who are praising this game is to throw accusations that all the critique of it are because they don't like this scene and don't like the trans message. I'm saying bollocks. I've got an interesting take for you right here, right now. This scene is not a scene instigated by a player character to a non-player character. This is a scene that is instigated by a non-player character to a player character. And yet, you do not have the option to reject the advance and you do not have the option to skip the scene. When you as a player instigate a, a romance or sex scene with an NPC, with most games, okay, there's a few exceptions like Saints Row and stuff like that, which are basically parodying it. You have to sort of work on like the affection with these people, actually build up that relationship, and basically be the kind of person that the NPC would be compatible with. However, this is something that is hard scripted. You're not allowed to skip it. I think there's an interesting conversation here about consent because you as the player are uh, the extension of that player character. You do not have the option to not consent to that scene. Whether or not it's offensive to you because of the trans thing, in which case I say get the fuck over yourself, or maybe you just don't feel like it. Maybe, just maybe, you don't enjoy sort of seeing sexual contact at all or like you don't like to see heterosexual sexual contact. Then. You're making a huge assumption there, but you as the player do not get the opportunity to consent to it. And therefore, could you argue it's rape? What do you guys think? Under the most basic definition of rape, uh, yeah, definitely. But at the same time, like, 
they're not forcing you to play the game. You know, you don't have to true. play the game. You don't have I'll to play the game. Prepared to buying the game, were you aware that that was going to happen to you? Uh, that's fair. That's fair to you. That's a fair point. I don't um, think that you'd be able to I, skip it I because it's stuff and had no idea. I do agree. I, I do agree that you should be able to skip the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just on top of that, Sony does not like to put sex scenes in their games. So you know that Neil Druckmann or somebody at that level went to Sony and argued, no, this scene is going in the game and it's not going to be skippable. I think that it's interesting. I should really have done more research. I don't know if there's been sort of a precedent in history where a sexual scene has been thrust upon the player at all. But even just for like not finding them attractive or anything like that, for under the definition, especially under like the, the woke definition, and that's definitely the market that he's appealing to here. I, I think that you've definitely got grounds to argue like a consent kind of situation here. It's it's just struck me as a bit weird. He's forced that in there, you know, as part of the narrative and as like a not own the fash kind of thing. And also, you know, we've had very strong hinting and stuff like that, that this might be playing to his particular kinks, which is one of the reasons that I really wanted to make fun of this game and also the reason for the stream title. I think in the land where there's blame, there's claim. If someone was ballsy and stupid enough to do it, I think you could have grounds for a lawsuit in this because he takes away your right to consent. Neil Druckmann has, in a very real way, taken away your ability to consent to a sexual encounter in a video game. However, it's 2020. (laughs) No context, no longer matters. Yep, exactly. And going off your whole, like, woke thing, I like what you called this game, the nickname you had for this game, The Woking Dead. I really (laughs) thought that was... That was something that came up in this Yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of uh, zombie horror or post-apocalyptic. So when you get post-apocalyptic zombie horror, it, it tends to uh, it, it tends to make the PP soft. You know, one thing I will say is, first off, there's no zombies; they're infected. But even in that retrospect, I didn't see a zombie game at all on this. I saw a push for someone's opinion on what they think we should be watching. Yeah, that is one thing I noticed: the zombies or the infected, were hardly in the game. Except when they were strangling dark because you couldn't press the quick time event button fast enough. Yeah. Or like, they were there, but they were there to be, oh look, this is actually a Last of Us game. It wasn't like... Yeah, they literally <laughs> threw it in just so the story had a break. And uh, <laughs> there's plenty of like people I've watched play this that there's so many boring parts and then they just kind of like shoehorn in a scripted runaway from these infected or shoot these infected sequence that just like felt so unnecessary felt like they could just cut out that entire sequence entirely and the story would not have changed funny how you can shoot just about anyone but a jewish what is it a candelabra yes that was something that was also quite amusing there's a section in the game why don't you go ahead and explain this uh, dark theory well actually okay so someone in my stream lalas ended up uh might have been me I was like, hey, you need to check this out. So you got to go back. I'm like, huh? What are you talking about? Okay, shoot the shoot. He's like, I don't know what he was saying. He was like, shoot something. It was totally not a candelabra. I don't know what the hell. I I have no idea what he was trying to tell me. But anyways, we tried. We eventually, long story short, we found it. And he's like, yeah, shoot that. And I'm like, okay. It won't let you shoot it. The game refuses to let you shoot the candelabra. It forces. Then this is kind of a cool, interesting perspective here. It forces you to not be able to shoot it for religious reasons, right? 
But in the same time, the game is also saying, I'm going to make you get raped. It wasn't just a candelabra. There's uh, also a couple of copies of the Torah that you can't shoot. Um, there's also a couple of stars of David. Um, there's photographs of a few Jewish holy sites and stuff like that. Basically, there's a section of the game that takes place in the synagogue. And the point here is that the devs went to the trouble of like making the targeting rectangle grey out when you hover over any of these items. And... I just, my perspective on that is just like, really, fucking guys, like, you'd spend yeah. your time doing this? Yeah, there's, there's no way that's an accident. Of, like, there's records, no, it's not that it's an accident, it's just like, this is unnecessary. Like, how yeah. many fucking 12-year-olds do you think were actually going to shoot the Jewish iconography? And who the fucking cared if some nobody did this when they're playing a single-player game on their own? If anybody did it on stream, then they would have got rightfully called out for that bullshit. The fact that they, they went out of their way to, to protect it when, really, uh, you could disagree with me here, but I reckon that's, like, really unnecessary. Just really fucking stupid. Incidentally, I, I think there was, like, a couple of gravestones and stuff like that, which uh, are more sort of, like, general religious, and, well, you could argue that, uh, that gravestones on their own aren't, aren't religious, but the, the crosses on them and stuff like that, the Christian iconography, they're not protected, to my knowledge. Yeah, why is it why is it just the Jewish icons? A little bit of an agenda there, you know. And again, lot of absolutely no, no problem with uh, with Jewish people at all. And like the whole anti-Jewish thing has always been like one of the most laughable things to me. Like to turn around and sort of say an entire religion of people are controlling the world. It's like you know you can't get a group of people to agree on what they want for fucking lunch, let alone what they want to do with the, with like the fucking global economy. Come the fuck on, guys. Right. But like just unnecessary protection. Like why would you waste your time? All you've done is you brought it up in a way that you end up with knobheads like me talking about it because it's funny that you're such a cuck. Well, you know that it wasn't the devs that wanted to put that in. Like, why would they want to make extra had work for themselves? It had to have been yeah. somebody high up that's just like, look, you got to make it allowed. so they can't shoot the Jewish stuff. Well, you don't think it was Neil Druckmann, do you? <sighs> that's all I'm saying. If, if it was a problem, why have them go to a synagogue in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> this is so fucking simple. We want to put the Jewish agenda in front of people, but we I don't mean, want them to shoot it. In a post-apocalyptic world, is religion even really a thing anymore? Most people have abandoned religion at that point. Yeah, is candelabra still going to be there? Because like that metal's probably useful for something. That's that's all I'm going to say. But that's like now we're picking holes. The main point on this was it's kind of fucking ridiculous that you'd go out of your way to protect religious iconography of one kind of religion where like you shouldn't give a shit as a game dev if some racist or some nazi wants to shoot it then fuck that guy like a hundred percent fuck that guy it's a single player game there might be a few people who are pants on head retarded enough to actually upload this or stream this but they're gonna get called out and rightfully so it's not your job to police that i just think it's hilarious that you wasted developers time and coding this in yeah and that just plays off the same point we had earlier where this game does doesn't give you a lot of choice. Yeah, and you know the whole consent the thing. Game and went straight to HBO. You want to talk about the uh, employee of the month wall? I was thinking about that one too. <laughs> Such a minor and stupid point, and it was just something that I picked up on as I was watching the Lord Doctory playthrough. There's a section that takes part in an abandoned supermarket. As you walk through the supermarket, there's an employee of the month wall. One of the things I will say is like the environment. <laughs> 
the environments are really well designed and they're quite atmospheric and there's a lot of attention to detail put in so the thing that we noticed i made dark theory go back and have a look at all the photos because i thought like maybe there'll be dev photos maybe there'll be a meme or something like that and sure enough there was a meme there was a photo of a dog he'd made it to employee of the month golden retriever (laughs) (laughs) it's true i thought (laughs) however with all of the photos, there are around about like ten photos, maybe a few more oh, of like people who've been employees of the month. Darth, sorry, I'm talking over there. Uh, do you want to interject? Was it more than that? I was saying it was about fifteen to twenty at least. All right, so like, about like fifteen. We'll, we'll round it up to like fifteen. About fifteen photos. You've got like white man, white woman, Asian woman, Asian man, blah blah blah. You know what? There's even a dog on the wall. Do you know what they don't have on the wall represented anywhere? No <laughs> black people. No black people at all. You're going for a woke game and you won't have a black employee of the month. You spend a shitload of time on attention to detail. Why is there no black person for employee of the month, Neil? Are you saying that black people can't be employee of the month, Neil? Are you saying that black people can't have jobs, Neil? You fucking racist. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> answer that one picked up on that one so far but if you want to play a work game i will beat you at your own politics why is there no black representation in employee of the month (laughs) that was that was hilarious oh freaking love it's just so good absolutely so good and i bet you if he watches this he comes back and says oh yeah that was the whole point the owners of that shop were racists I love I love how Neil Druckmann always comes back with all the criticism. Yeah, that was the point of the game. And everybody who defends this game says the same thing. That's the whole point of the game. It's like, well, then the point sucks. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a nice little segue into like another little point, which is the fact that he's turned around. And, like, Naughty Dog have, have said and they're owning that they no longer want to make games fun. They want to make them engaging. You have a AAA game. The depth of a triple A game is fucking laughable. Are you ever going to give a shit about the level of writing in Call of Duty? The, the plot can I call of. Uh, out on something too, since we're carry on, on man. I want to call this freaking douchebag out for spitting on my favorite fucking character and the entire fucking game in the goddamn fucking first place. <laughs> Fuck you! Well, that, was like, that was like the whole thing it's all it's all a metaphor for the entire game you know he was the guy that spit on joel so he's essentially spitting on all the fans because he knows that the fans love joel fuck him can't believe Much. spit on the character that got killed by pex fuck that and then got forced to play pex who didn't even die in the fucking game in the first place fuck you all right i'm good <laughs> all of the like just let it all out just let it all out <laughs> all right does anybody else want to like, to let their emotions out or are we gonna like break up the sewing circle well, okay okay i just want to say that it's not even it's not even that joel died right i mean we kind of expected it even before the leaks happened you know because they want to have some kind of impact but his death literally accomplished nothing there was no impact of it. All it accomplished was a senseless quest for revenge by Ellie, which wasn't even satisfied. Ellie gets nothing in this game. She doesn't get her family together happy. She doesn't get that. She doesn't even get to play guitar anymore because her fingers are bit off. She doesn't have Joel because he died to a fucking golf club. 
and you know save a goddamn person because she's still alive and not dead for the cause yeah i mean like you can you can do all of these things like you know you, you can get away with all of this but these are beloved characters you know, and this is a video game. Now, but they you can strip away not all video games, but like when you get down to the heart of it, and especially with AAA video games, most video games are power fantasy when you break it all down. All right, you want to be good at this, you want to be good at that. Like games are there to win, and here you have like player characters that have been established over a previous game that was a cult classic. It was their relationship that made it what it is. While I didn't play it, I'm very much aware of the culture around it and what made it work. To break that down in a cheap way without first developing the other players on the board, by which I mean Abby and her group, that's just really poor pacing, storytelling, and above all else, character development. You get to find out who some of these people are after it's relevant. How are you expected to care about these people? If the first meeting had been like an angry separation and then you had played from Abby's perspective and seen like the trail of destruction that Ellie left and that had embittered her, then you might have had some kind of feeling and felt bad for her. Really, it would just max... Especially if they didn't reveal who was doing this until later. Yeah. If you're just playing as Abby and you see all this destruction that she's leaving in her wake, and they're not revealing that it's Ellie until later. And then you realize, like, oh man, I hate whoever did this. And then you realize, oh, it was Ellie. Oh shit. Absolutely. I mean, uh, there's so many fucking angles on that. I, I think, though, the angle the Dark Theory was trying to segue into, when we say Neil Druckmann spit on Joel, we mean, like, in as much of a literal sense as possible. Neil Druckmann will deny it to the hilt, but Google Neil Druckmann, the man with the man bun, and compare him to Manny, the character from The Last of Us 2, and tell me, tell me that that's not a Mary Sue, or a Gary Stew, or whatever you want to call it. 100%. Uh, um, Douchebag spit on Joel. One hundred percent, you cannot deny it. Look at it. I don't care, man. They don't, you know. F him, dude. Again, this is one of the reasons that this game was of particular interest to me because if you're going to marry Sue into your game, then at least do it properly. He didn't even bang the trans chick, which is what we know that he wanted to do, and there was an image circulating around and sort of saying that he mocapped the scene. Haven't been able to find any real evidence, and the image was shoot. That was what I initially posed my argument. Neil Druckmann has a small pee pee because the joke was going to be that he gives her one and then she walks off as if nothing happened and it's just like well you're even not well equipped or you don't know what you're doing unfortunately life isn't that perfect but that was going to be the joke so thanks for not even getting that right because that would have <laughs> at least been funny but no his self-insert characters are just powerfully powerfully awkward at the best of times and he self-inserted himself as basically a simp Neo Druckmann, you turn around and you say the worst day of your life was when the leaks happened. I actually believe that probably was the worst day of your life because I I reckon you don't have enough testosterone. You don't have enough manliness in you to have actually had any real struggle in life. Just throwing that out there. I don't have a vested interest in I don't have a vested interest in this game. I don't care. Like I was not into The Last of Us One, but I just think that Neil Druckmann as a human being who would self-insert himself into a woke buster game and do so poorly, then literally spit on the main character's face and then play the victim. I just think it's funny to bully the guy. Yeah. I mean, how good does your life have to be to say that leaks on a video game you created is the worst day of your life? (laughs) Should we move on to another topic? I reckon if we cover maybe the other really shady side of things, the false advertising and like the YouTube censorship to keep people from finding Uh, out about this, wrap up on that. Are you guys going to be happy with that? That's good. 
So this is a big thing, and you've probably heard about it by now, but uh, if it's the first you're hearing about it, Sony and Naughty Dog have been playing some very, very dangerous games. I know of at least one content creator on YouTube, I want to shout him out, uh, Just Some Guy, does a lot of anti-woke culture videos, mostly around the comic books industry, but also gets involved in movies and video games occasionally. He's taking them to court, because what they did to him, he did a video covering the leaks, which, by the way, under the terms of fair use and under copyright law, it's fine to do so. It doesn't matter if the material hasn't been officially released. If it has been leaked and it's public domain, you are allowed to talk about it. That is 100% fair use under the US copyright law. But what they did was they struck his video for uh, copyright infringement. They didn't give a reason. The copyright strike system, you are supposed to give a reason for it. They left it blank. So he appealed it and he said, well, what's egregious in the content? I can take it out. They left it until the maximum length of time before they reviewed the appeal and then they had to retract it because they had fuck all evidence. And then two hours later, they hit it with another copyright strike for the exact same no content given, but just saying that it's infringing on their copyright. So what they essentially did, what they essentially did was they used this in a stalling tactic so that that video wouldn't be available for anyone to view on YouTube for 60 days. 60 fucking days, because you've got up to 30 days to respond to the appeal request. The whole reason for it, we believe, and I, I mean, like, if, uh, if we're wrong, then I really hope that Sony and Naughty Dog clear up the reason why they did this, was so that the product would go live, hit the shelves, and people would buy it without knowing what was on the leaks. And then, on top of that, after the game was released, any critical reviews they would hit with copyright strikes to make sure that only positive reviews were the ones being seen. You can also look up that Game Informer. There's been someone from Game Informer that has worked for them that has gone out and actually admitted that Game Informer was paid for their review for The Last of Us 2. Oh yeah, okay, so there's definitely some shady shit going on behind the scenes. Also, there was an embargo for everyone who reviewed and got review copies that they were not allowed to talk about the section of the game where you play as Abby. They were not allowed to spoil Joel's death. And if you look at the trailers and stuff like that, most of the trailer footage has got Joel from the flashbacks. There's been a concerted effort, I think it's arguable to say, that not only have they been illegally abusing copyright law, but also they have been employing embargo tactics and also uh, selective and misleading clips to false advertise this game. If they were to show some footage of the game as it is proper, mostly Ellie without Joel, with her new girlfriend, and by the way, their chemistry is just awful. It's not because they're lesbians, and it's not because she's Jewish. It's because they're only just getting together, and their chemistry is awful, and the fact that she cares that much after them being together for like a one-night stand to follow her to the ends of the earth, which is fucking laughable. Yeah, feels rushed. Uh, yeah, if they had actually come out and said this is what the game's about, do you think they would have done nearly as well in the sales? Because it is, it's getting, it got a huge amount of sales in the first week. I think it sold like 80 million copies in the first week. Yeah. And a lot yeah, of the sales the are dropping dip? off now. Yeah, I was going to say, have you seen the dip? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so, you know, they are arguing, oh yeah, but it did really well. So, you know, fuck you, we, we must have done a good job with this. You lied to your customers. Whether or not it is, as I think it probably would be, something that you could take them to court over and somebody is taking them to court over the copyright issues, I think you could also sue them for false advertising and get away with it. I think you could win yeah. that lawsuit. 
this whole topic too could we could spend an entire podcast on this not just with naughty dog but with a bunch of other companies that do this exact same thing Mm, but in this one i think it's incredibly incredibly egregious you lied to your customer base you completely lied to your customer base about what your game was about what you did was you took a beloved series and you twisted it to what you as a director wanted that's not how you become a good director you're not an artist neil Druckmann. you took somebody else's project and you fit it to your own agenda and lo and behold the opinion polls are in and results are fairly clear everyone thinks you're a hack that's well, all I have to say. I used a 45-minute podcast to turn around and say, Neil Kirkman is a hack. Literally, yep. let me tell you guys, literally, he wanted this done so bad and so quickly. He did this entire thing today just so he can say that he's a hack. Absolutely. <laughs> going on for 50 minutes. Early I think that's a little bit. That was the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> whole point of this podcast. I mean, like, basically to so say Neil Druckmann this space, next next we're gonna be uh next we're gonna pick on Dr. Disrespect. I'm personally looking forward for an opportunity to bully Dr. Disrespect because like that's kind of punching above my belt. Talking to like a soy man bun male who has a big following is one thing, but talking to like the loud mouth that is Dr. Disrespect and actually fair respect for his character, that's gonna be fun. And that's punching above my weight class. But you'll have that episode to look forward to as the second episode. So if you're uh, listening to the podcast, you should find that uh, that episode is also available. So just uh, continue to let it play. Yep. Anybody, any closing statements for anybody? You guys plug your shit, plug your shit, plug your shit. Lord underscore Dart Theory on Twitch. It's easy enough. I am Nerdy Bernie on Twitch. Twitter, Nerdy underscore Bernie on Instagram. I'm in the Lord of Nerds Discord. There should be a link to that somewhere near this podcast. Come join the community. Join our streams. Uh, We stream several times a week. I'm not returning to Twitch. I have no interest in uh, returning to being a content creator beyond my one hour every other week ramblings on the podcast. You can find me at at BlackbeardTheLawless on Twitter, where I will probably ignore you because I hate Twitter. Or again, you can join the Nerds First Discord, where uh, I will probably also ignore you. But at least there I'm active. Everybody who uh, listened to the first episode, thank you very much. We hope that you'll stick around for more spice to come. We have been Extra Lives Matter. Later. Peace.